Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Warren County, New Jersey. And I want to thank you so much for getting together with me today. And as you well are aware, we get together on SiriusXM channel 147 every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with an encore Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to go back and listen to an episode, just wait one week and then go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, and then click on the FMD radio tab, and all of the back episodes are there for you to listen to whenever you want. So it's hard to believe it's already January 2023. And as we move forward into the new year, we don't know what it will hold for us, but God willing, uh, we will just trust that there will be uh, some good growing seasons for the crops and uh, just life will be the kind to us, right? So that's what we always hope for. That is the faith of a farmer. And I wanted to tell you what rainfall we had on our farm this year. So on my Davis Weather Station, my Vantage Vantage View Weather Station, in 2022 over here on Cat Swamp Road, we had 53.91 inches of rain. And sadly, 90% of that came after my, well, not just my my crop, but almost everybody's crop suffered from drought. So it's amazing how you could get almost 54 inches of rain, which is just about the average for Warren County. I think around 50, 51 is what what we average here. And then have a crop failure due to drought. So it's like anything in life. It's not when it comes. It's not what comes when it comes, right? So, uh, but thank God we did have the end up getting the 53.91 inches of rain to recharge the water table. So that means we're so far at least at a pretty good point moving forward into 2023, but we're only a week into it. So, so who knows what is going to happen, right? But uh, that is it. That is the mystery of life. But I want to give a pin in my map to a new listener. And they're New Jersey farmers. And uh, they reached out to me, and that's Chuck and Elaine. And I'm going to pronounce your name Milbach. And they're from Piles Grove, New Jersey. And if I pronounce your name incorrectly, forgive me. And interestingly enough, right after the... uh, this show at Christmas time or the Christmas weekend show. I got a nice email from them and they're new to Sirius XM. And by God's grace, they found my show. They're new to the radio and they found my show. And I want to thank you for the kind words and for listening. And uh, they have a farm, a small farm in Southern New Jersey. Well, I call that Southern New Jersey and uh, Piles Grove area. But interestingly enough, is that uh, Mr. Milbach, so, so Chuck's grand great grandfather, actually was a sharecropper back in the 1800s when he came here from Germany, and he ended up buying the 65 acres 
that he was sharecropping on many years ago. So and let me see. What it, and it was in the 1800s, yes. And the family still has the land. What a wonderful, wonderful story that is and how precious it is to be able to hold on to the land that your family came to this nation, this blessed America, and was sharecropping. And then that's a true American success story. And I congratulate the family for holding on to that. So that is wonderful. So we have two new hot rod farmers, Chuck and Elaine. I'll pronounce it Mile Bach, and they're from Piles Grove, New Jersey. So thank you and welcome, welcome aboard. Now, a couple other things that I want to just touch base with you on before we get started on the show today, which is going to be about electronic components. And I think it's, I know it's important if you understand. Whenever I say the word think, that means that I believe that I know it is that way, but it doesn't come across as as firmly enough or as confident enough when I say I think, is that two things I want to tell you about, and it's a... Um, a, a plug for my podcasts, right? And they, uh, so I'm, hey, whatever. It's just a plug for it. And if you go to my website, you could see it, or if you go to any podcast hosting site. But I did an on the road episode, and that's where I feature people that are passionate about either farming or firing orders. And I did it with a, a good friend of mine, Bob Ida, and it's on the road to buying a Ford GT supercar with Bob Ida. So that's not a Mustang GT, it's a GT supercar. And for all you hot rod farmers out there, you would it'd be very interesting to listen to that because there is it, it's not like you're going to the dealership and buying buying this car. It's a whole long, uh, I don't want to say story, but it's a procedure you have to apply to Ford and there's very few of the cars made and I think that you will definitely enjoy that. And that I don't think a hot rod farmer out there would not enjoy learning how you go about buying that car since there's so few of them that were made and so few of them in the public's hands. So I welcome I welcome you to listen to that. I invite you to listen to that. Now the other thing I want uh, that I want to tell you about is that this past week's Idle Chatter podcast, I'm speaking about electro electromagnetic fields and their impact on people and on animals. So that may be a, a good listen for you to check that out over on the podcast because with all of the microwave towers today the radio frequency the cell phone towers that there are some problems and some issues cropping up that you may not be aware of and uh it would just be good for you to learn about that so you could check that out and i was not feeling too well when i did that show had a bad cough so i have to uh ask you to 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 forgive me for that that it's an engineering we'd say it's a uh a poor presentation right it's a, a it's a good technology with a poor presentation so uh but check that out because you may be having some issues around your farm from electromagnetic field pollution that may be affecting your livestock or even you and your family so it's i'm not uh you know running around here with aluminum foil on my head but i think it's something that you need to uh understand so never forget that agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability and we get back we'll be talking about electronics (laughs) 
Sirius XM's Rural Radio. The Agribusiness and Western Lifestyle Channel. Your information. We'll talk markets, agronomy, machinery, and cover the real-time issues affecting farmers and ranchers in Canada and all of North America. Your channel. We explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. From markets to weather, each weekend we take a deep dive into what matters most. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. The Agribusiness and Western Lifestyle Channel. Sirius XM 147 and on the SXM app. All across our great nation, border to border, coast to coast, on farms and ranches and in cities and towns too, people talk about rural radio. They really love this channel. Hi, this is Max Armstrong, hoping you'll tell your friends there's a great place they can call their radio home and where they can join me for This Week in Agribusiness both Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8 Eastern. I hope you'll be here on Rural Radio exclusively on Sirius XM 147. 2022's champions have been crowned. 2023 begins with the Texas Tour. It all starts with the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Starting mid-January, straight through Championship Saturday in February. The tour continues in Southern Texas at the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo. Rodeo Houston picks up in March, along with Rodeo Austin. The tour comes to an end during the final nights of the San Angelo Stock Show and Rodeo in April. Only on the Cowboy Channel and the Cowboy Channel Plus app. If you're like me, it's all about the great outdoors. Hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, biking, cooking, campfires. I love it. This is Beck, your host of the Bend Radio Show. Join me every week as we get the latest outdoor news and updates. We have hacks and gadgets. Plus, hear the stories from the backcountry that empowers all of us. Catch Beck if you can every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here. Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And as I said before the break, we're going to be discussing electronics. And what I want to go over today is for you to understand the electronics industry. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that you become an engineer and you design circuits. But in anything in life, if you have an understanding of that community, that business, if, for instance, if you're, um, if you understand how seed is produced, how seed is packaged, how uh, genetics are are created, then it gives you a lot more familiarity and things start to make sense. So I think it's important for you to understand about electronics and the industry and how they put together a circuit board, how a company creates something, and whether that whether that something is a CB radio in the cab of your combine, or whether it's a monitor, or whether it's the ECU that runs your truck, or it's your computer at, at home in your office, or anything in between. So we live in this electronics age today where everything has electronics in it. So, and if you understand it, then it's going to start to make some sense. But the way I like to teach this is I like to make an analogy towards hardware, nuts, bolts, fasteners, threaded rod, what have you. And we all know as farmers and those working with machinery that there are different grades of hardware. You have grade eight bolts, you have grade one bolts, you have grade zero bolts, right? You have all different types of bolts with different types of threads, but specifically made from different materials and to different standards. And that's what the grading is. And the same thing happens with electronics. Now, if you turn the clock back, sadly, many, many years ago, 
let's say 60 years ago which um when electron i'm not gonna say electronics just starting to take hold but but there wasn't a, the proliferation of electronic controls and electronics within the consumer's hands the consumer being the farmer or the public and then back then for instance if a company designed something their engineers would 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 create a circuit board and what they basically did and same thing holds true today but it was a little bit a little bit different years ago is that there was that they would use what was already in production and what we mean by it just like for instance if you're a farmer that you want to you're raising corn so what you basically do is you look in the seed catalog whatever brand you want choose to buy their seed and you look at you look at the uh i'm going to say the specifications of the seed the genetics uh how many days to black to the to, to black leaf or how many day how many uh, how many growing degree units it needs and and what disease tolerance it has and you look at all this together and then you choose to and you choose a seed and then when it comes to you do a soil test and then you come to to your fertility and you say okay i need nitrogen i need phosphorus i need this and that all right then you put this all together and you are a farmer and 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 the same thing happens with mechanical apparatus okay we need a bolt we need a bracket here we need all of this all right for whatever it may be so basically in essence what i'm trying to establish to you is just like you put the whole package together and raise your crop and then you say well i want this type of i want this much nitrogen or i want this brand of fungicide on it or what have you but in essence you are not going out and creating it you're not creating nitrogen you're not creating a fungicide you're not cre- you're not creating the seed what you're doing is you're going to the supermarket we'll say it's a supermarket right the big box store of what is available and you're going and putting it together just like if you go into town and you buy a pizza well the pizza the pizza guy the pizza man he's not growing the wheat to, to make the flour he's not growing the tomatoes he's putting together and he's assembling his pizza to the way he likes it and thinks it should be made from what is readily available so now when years back 60 70 years ago in the electronics business what would happen is that they would do the same thing the engineer would say okay we need to we want to accomplish this we want to make a uh, let's say a cb radio if you use that as something simplistic and they would design the circuits and what the engineer would basically do just like you as a farmer would look and say well what seed is available what fungicide is available they would look to see what is mass produced and then they would build their circuit board around what is mass produced now not to go back on what i was just saying a few minutes ago is that there were particular instances where the mass produced item was not what the engineer wanted for that product so they would come to an 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 electronics part manufacturer and it was a different country back then we used to make everything here in the united states not in china and overseas and they would come for instance like the phone company would come or western electric or or ibm and say no this is what we we don't want what you have we want a special resistor here we want a special transistor to do this we want this we want a special component to do this and they would design that and they would actually make it for them that still goes on today but that you will not see in on the farm electronics you will see that in, in avionics biomedical equipment military spec things so if they're going to 
building avionics in a 747 or an F-15 fighter, there's a very good possibility that none of the parts in there are off-the-shelf parts. But for what you and I are buying, whether it's a TV or whether it's a computer or whether it's a monitor for our combine, is that 99% of it is off-the-shelf parts that are already produced. And they're putting it together just like the guy making the pizza. All right, he's assembling it with the with the with the parts that he wants. He's a, the pizza guy's assembling it with the ingredients that he wants in his pizza. So now that we understand that, we have to carry it to the next step. Just like with with machinery and with fluids and with oils and, and with everything else, and specifically with hardware, there's all different grades of components so there's different grades and different quality of components in electronics so if you have a specification and i'll make it very simplistic that you won't need a five ohm resistor here well if you were to look at what is available that there's a whole myriad of five ohm resistors out there of all different levels of quality just like there's a myriad of corn seed out there you could have corn seed without this genetic without gosses wilton you have corn seed that doesn't have that 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 is not uh glyphosate tolerant or that is so there's this whole myriad of components that are available so now the engineer designs this circuit board and the circuit board is designed what i'm going to say on paper it's probably designed more on a computer screen today than it is on paper anymore and he comes and the person comes and says oh this is what i need so now the next step is to go and look and source the component and that is where the the train goes off the track from what from, from my way of thinking and i want you to understand this is that you so you could let's say buy a cb radio and i'm going to use that because it's a benign it's 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 a benign product all right and you could build a cb radio with the highest quality electronic components and what i mean by the highest quality it has gold connections in it that the that the resistors and the transistors have very little drift and what drift means is that the components value changes based upon temperature and that's a big thing in electronics is drift all right you could take the circuit board and you have all different quality of circuit boards so you have a printed circuit board and you're putting the components on there so if you take a piece of electronics and you look at this stuff is not just hodgepodge and it's mounted to a circuit board so just like you as a farmer could look at it and say that there's all different levels of fertility there's all different levels of of fungicide there's all different brands of products and different quality of products the same thing happens with the electronics industry and that's whether you're buying a a, a, a part for an electronic part for a combine or for your lawnmower all right if it's electronic so there's all different levels of quality so the first thing that you need to understand is that the component whatever this component may be is designed to a certain to achieve a certain performance and then and whatever and whatever the criteria is the metric is for performance and then what happens is they go out into the, the supermarket of electronics and they start to source the parts and they put it together with these parts 
Now, what they want to do is bring a component to the market at a certain price point. So if a company is bringing an a electronic monitor for you to have in your sprayer or your combine, they're looking to bring it together, bring it to you at a certain price point. So that price point is always a balancing act, just like you with your farm, a balancing act of profitability and fertility, all right, of having a quality product, <clears throat> excuse me, a quality product and then offered at a have reliability and offered at a price point that the person is willing to pay for it because if you were to have gold connections and avionic type of control of circuit components in it then all of a sudden that part would be out of the price range that the public would accept now the thing basically is is that my why well, I want you to understand this, because when you go into the marketplace for anything that it's electronic, and that could be a TV, it could be your washing machine, it could be a part, it could be a part for a piece of farm equipment, it could be a, a circuit board for a, a grain dryer, whatever it may be, is that no one is talking to you about the quality of the components that they're using from the actual circuit board to the solder to the connections whether it's potted they're not talking about that whatsoever so there's a there's a big variation in quality out there now what i would say to you is to go back to the analogy of saying the hardware so let's say you're building something and and you're putting it together with grade eight bolts and the company b is putting it together with grade one bolts right so now you could look at it in your hand and say okay fine if you don't understand what how to read the markings on a bolt you say oh it's bolted together it looks the same and what have you but one has grade eight and one has grade one well the one with grade one is nowhere near as strong as the one with grade eight all right so now depending upon what you're doing with this so if you're putting together let's say a draw bar on a tractor and you say oh here here's a nice shiny new bolts and you're putting it together with grade one bolts instead of grade eight bolts when you go to pull something there's a very good chance that that bolt is going to snap and that draw bar is going to come off the tractor all right so just like you're not going to hold a, a a wheel assembly onto a 747 with with grade one bolts so the same thing happens with electronics is that there is a variation in the quality but getting back to being an educated consumer is that no one is talking to you about that no one is saying buy our monitor for your combine buy our xyz because not only do we have the best performance but we have the highest level of quality as far as our electronic components are concerned and the same thing happens you go buy an alternator if you go buy a reman alternator or a rebuilt let's say a rebuilt alternator instead of a reman because a reman is supposed to be to oe quality and they put it together with the different diodes and different resistors in there and the brushes but they're not of the same quality yes it looks the same it makes electricity but how long is it going to last so it's very very important for you to understand that the dirty little secret of the electronics industry is that you could make the same component at one tenth the price by using different 
the same part, I should say, by using different components, a solder with a, with a lower quality grade, a circuit board with less thickness to it, and uh, resistors and transistors that have a lot of drift, and then you buy it, and you then you don't understand why you're having problems with it or why it doesn't last, because they're just like with, with hardware, on your, in your shelf, you have, a, you have almost every farm shop has a bin with nuts and bolts in it that you have grade one and you have grade eight. And lots of times what you are buying is grade one, but you're paying for grade eight when it comes to electronics. The Voice of Agriculture, Kansas Farm Bureau. Maybe 2023 is the year for you to step up your efforts to advocate for agriculture. Isabella Chisholm chairs Farm Bureau's Women's Leadership Committee and says advocating for agriculture is vital because ag is a small part of the country's population. And consider this, 48% of the new Congress has never been through a farm bill process before. This gives us as farmers the opportunity to be the lead voice, but we have to step up and offer our opinion not wait to be asked our opinion. And a new farm bill can't be the end of advocacy. It's critical that we continue to push toward the things that we need and not always just complaining about what isn't there, but pushing toward that end with a logical result in mind. Listen again here for more from the Voice of Agriculture, Kansas Farm Bureau. Rural is the roots of our nation. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. Western sports, country music, comedians. It's an attitude. The rural lifestyle and the ag industry. It's not just farming. We've got everything from hunting, fishing, and conservation. Horses and horse training. Of news, weather, and the commodity markets. Sirius XM, it doesn't matter where you are in North America, it's always there. They'll have it in their trucks, in their combines, in their tractors. To hear Sirius XM's Rural Radio, activate your radio now. Call 844-711-8800 or head to SiriusXM.com slash go to sign up quickly. With industry-leading premiums, several delivery windows, and zero-basis contracts, your opportunity to profit with Benson Hill high-protein, non-GMO soybeans has never been better. Some Benson Hill soybean varieties are higher in protein right out of the ground, contributing to more sustainable food manufacturing. The majority of farmers in our program earn more per acre planting Benson Hill soybeans than commodity beans. Lock in your best premium on 2023 contracts while acres are still available. Visit BensonHillFarmers.com to earn more. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And before we go into Meet Me in a Farm Shop, if you have any questions, any concerns about the, understanding the electronics, please feel free to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com. And now we're going to bring in Tex Rubinowitz because he is the Hot Rod Man from Ripsaw Records. Come on in, Tex, buddy. All righty, Tex, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. So now we're going to be discussing an EGR valve. An exhaust gas recirculation system has been used on most gasoline and diesel engines since 1973. Its function is to introduce inert exhaust gas as a filler into the cylinder to limit the amount of combustible mixture that enters. Even though the exhaust gas is hot, the reduction in combustible gases decreases the cylinder temperature. A common problem with an EGR system is the buildup of carbon under the valve's pintle. 
This can result in stalling, a rough idle, and overall poor performance. Remove the valve, clean off the carbon, and reinstall it with a new gasket, and all will be fine. So that's something that you need to understand, that an EGR valve does get carbon on it and cause a lot of problems, especially on a Tier 4 engine, but even on an older engine that is not Tier 4. So, uh... You know, I want you to understand about the electronic parts, and I also want to thank you so much for listening and want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher in my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed day, and I'll catch you next week. Be well and be safe. Take care. Bye-bye. How can natural products help you raise bigger and better crops? I'm Darren Hefty. In recent years, natural products have exploded onto the market claiming to improve soil health and plant development, making it tough to make the right decisions for your farm. That's why we're devoting a full day to our Ag PhD Naturals Workshop Thursday, January 12th at the Morton Center near Baltic, South Dakota. Our research team has spent years testing hundreds of natural products and want to share with you what we've learned. For more on this free event, go to agphd.com. While you're there, check out our other Ag PhD events we have coming up, including agronomy workshops in corn, soybeans, and wheat, a tiling clinic, and two days dedicated to helping you better understand soils and making your own fertility recommendations. There's a lot of great information here, and we can't wait to share it all with you. To learn more about these events and to register, go to agphd.com. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon from the Cowboy Channel and World Radio and Western Sports Roundup. Well, it's a big world of Western sports out there. We try to make it a little smaller for you every weekday afternoon on the Cowboy Channel and on World Radio. Please join our entire team. Jeff Netters, Justin McKee, Amy Wilson, Janie Johnson, Katie Lucas, Ty McClary, and me. We'll tell you all about Western sports on Western Sports Roundup. Three in the West, six in the East on the Cowboy Channel, on World Radio, and on the Sirius XML. Hi, I'm Capri Cafaro, the host of Eat Your Heartland Out, where we explore the rich yet often overlooked culinary depth of the American Midwest. Together, we'll learn about the foodways of our region. So tune in every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM 147. I'm Lisa Harville from Carthage, Tennessee. Thanks for listening to Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM.